0: Good afternoon and welcome to the January 25th, 2020 meeting of the Fitchburg Historical Commission. Uh, we'll now bring this meeting to order. Um, please be advised that FATV is conducting an audio and video recording of this meeting for the public broadcast. Uh, seeing that we have uh, no guests here, uh, we will be um, Begin our meeting uh, present, we have Don Ostrowski and Andy Lapasty, myself, Keith Chennault, uh, which is a quorum of by the uh, members that we currently have with the commission. Um, our agenda, which is on um, the screen here. We have a couple of groups agenda. With. Yes, no, and Ben. Um, number one, public comment period. Okay. Uh, we've received none by uh, email or other transactions and no guests present. Uh, number two, review and approve minutes of the December 14th, 2023 meeting. Um, do I hear a motion to approve those? Approve the revised and corrected version of the minutes yeah you know, i had one correction i don't know if anybody else did um i got that edit that's it is there a second approving any amended a second all in favor say aye aye right, opposed none that's unanimous um uh, number three annual election of chair and secretary um each january uh, by our, uh, our rules we uh, elect a chair and a secretary the commission uh, do I hear any nominations? Nominate Keith for chair? No. Okay. And any other nominations for secretary? Oh, for secretary? We can do it all. Okay. <laughs> and, and secretary. Can do it. <laughs> Andy, uh, if you agree to, I, I reluctantly agree to uh, continue on for another year. And um, I, since there's no other uh, nominations, um, a motion to um, reelect the current chair and secretary, uh, Keith Cheneau and Andy LaPaste, respectively. And I, I would just like to say that I think you both are doing a superb job. Yeah. And, and he's a very, very good Trust. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thank you, and and uh, everybody's working hard. Um, and uh, we will uh, continue on. Um, uh, both uh, Ellen D. Geronimo and uh, Charles uh, Termolo, um said they weren't able to make it today, but uh, we we certainly have some input from them and they'll do uh, it. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, number item number four, this is something that um, Ellen has encouraged us to um, take a look at it. Um, nationally, um May is preservation month, unknown for like, around our country. And Alan um, is suggesting that we um let see. Let's see. It's up on the screen also't quite being watching
1: um let's see oh, that
0: Um, well, it, anyhow, uh, I won't try to bring this up, wasting time on okay? time. Get the other comments here. Um, thought it might be good uh, as a kind of a focus and a community wide focus on preservation. And coinciding with uh, May is Preservation Month, uh, select a date and location to perhaps have an event of uh, kind of celebrating and discussing. The importance of preservation for the city. Uh, and uh, it could be also a good time to kind of launch the the, the printed copy of our of our downtown historic district brochure mm-hmm. uh, that we've been working on. We'll talk a little bit more about that later, um, and the official announcement of it and uh, presentation, however, perhaps. Uh, to recognize current and recent pro- uh, preservation projects, perhaps with uh, PowerPoint images. Uh, uh, that's a great, I have to say, that's a great idea because the, um, I don't know if it's generally known the number of, of preservation projects that are going, and, and, and even, you know, uh, it's easy to overlook, uh, even when people come before commission, right? You know, those months ago or a year ago, and then oh, no, who was that? When was that? Yeah. So exactly. to have a listing, yeah, uh, and, and and images of it, and and, images, and right. uh, this this is certainly public invited. Uh, it could be something that we have in a central location, perhaps in the Historical Society's lobby, or maybe some function here at City Hall or down um, yeah. a good publicly accessible spot sure, um, mm-hmm. where, where we could have a nice crowd uh, come to. Um, so those details are things that kind of need to work out. But obviously buildings like the Warren Syndicate Building, recent, you know, not too far in the past City Hall, sure. uh, BF Brown City Stables and the uh, Old Academy Building in process of renovation uh, the plan plans for the theater block uh, the albert johnson haywood furniture river street project um, and, you know these are some that are um, some of these are national register type of properties but other buildings that are not necessarily uh, national register property, but you know certainly historic resources such as a couple of buildings on Upper Main Street, uh, where um, the, the new coffee shop is. Um, also, um, the, I can't think of the names of them, uh, the, not the planter block, but just on the other side of Central Street. Uh, new offices, and it might be uh, an eatery in there also. Um, just. Just uh, you know, the next building up off Main Street here on the right hand mm-hmm. side, just past the theater building. Uh, mm-hmm. Then there's Central Street, Central Street, mm-hmm. and then there's uh, Rocker Building Historical Society and the, uh, mm-hmm. the Grand Cafe. Yeah. Uh, along with some you know other buildings along Main Street that are hosting. Uh, you know, historic Marburg and things like that. So there's a lot of great things that happened. fine. part of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, um Would you it, mention the library or that's, that is there, like, that, that could be, that's uh, that. kind of a, Hopefully a preservation <laughs> project, but yeah, you know, we retaining sure the library could be in there. Another big Club, they've done a lot of work on the pay Club. Yeah, I guess that counts as prestation. Um, You know, and it's hopefully maybe some idea of what would be happening with the, the uh, courthouse at that time. Also, who this, case. Okay, is your your Graft or Ellen's or um this is my draft and though I've opened talking with Ellen. So okay. she she's going to send out a, a, another copy of what she her ideas also. So okay. Great. Um this is my my recording of what Ellen and I talked about. We you know one when uh, this may not be the right place to talk about it or, or raise it maybe under another item on the agenda. But uh, oral history, getting Ellen in particular, getting her own videotape, getting her interviewed uh, about her recollections and memories. She's an invaluable resource. Yeah. And for future historians. <laughs> um, yeah. They, they would love to have um a, a, a videotape interview with someone of Ellen's experience as listed topics that she could choose and forth um, and and I'm sure there's others also there in the city uh, looking sure. at some city John is another some of the the Facebook posts of, of the various Fitchburg groups and, and the comments of so many of the people uh, like Ellen that that have uh, um, you know uh, good mental history of of um, their times in Fishburg and perhaps their parents and their grandparents uh, issues and and in, involvement with the sea. So this is a uh, and we get okay. the historical society in, in, involved it, as well as the university. The university could be yep. a yep. class project. Yep. You know, yep. Um, yep. and And I think may preservation month would be a great a very um time to do something like that. Um, the it it could be something that we uh shade you could do the production at the society, historical society. Okay. Yeah, well, I think Susan's even done one or two there already. So, you know, she might have a camera, like a FATV mm-hmm. camera she's been using for that. Awesome. So we can just, you know, go with the questions and set a date and time. With yeah, and, and, you know, it, yeah, they're doing some great work with yeah. those things too. So and, and, uh, maybe you know, taking this, you know, kind of once a year, taking this public forum, um, celebrating preservation in our city uh, and kind of all forms, including, you know, not just buildings and landmarks uh, and build types of things, but uh, preserving memory. Preserving memory, yes. yes and um, that's, that's kind of what our commission was. Um, Sorry. Or for to the officers so as a as a as a, uh, as a tool, uh, maybe we can help some of this happen. Mm-hmm. Ellen's definitely got the memories of sure. what was going on in the city for decades. Sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe uh, using using that as as kind of a um, yeah, a public invitation to everyone, citizens, and, and people that, that have been involved with the city, maybe moved to Albuquerque or wherever else they're kind of listening in, or whatever, uh, to be able to make sure they're involved and they also... Uh, Facebook State is, uh, uh, last semester I had a class that was coordinating with the Historical Society and again, again recording uh, pieces of history that uh, I sat as another final work. that um, included uh, some articles on immigration uh, to the city, uh, some articles on the industry of the city and uh, the founding of, of the uh, the town of Fitchburg, and uh, some uh, pieces on John Fitch etc which are, are uh, being prepared in a, in a public addressable format or online type of format that people can uh, access these perhaps usually online. Also, so we're uh, Pittsburgh State's doing some interesting things like campus students, uh, student research projects, and looking at Pittsburgh specifically, with and of being able to take that to their own communities and understand civic. Uh, the importance of uh, heritage of their their communities that they live in their adopted community for the for the years here at school here. Um, and yeah, Monument Park number two also. Um, yep. it'd be good to mention it just to. So, the public knows trying to get it fixed up. <laughs> right. no, yeah. I, go, I, mean, I, I like to see things that have some real action happening on this, but uh, yeah, makes them aware of themselves that. Um, been you know, on our agenda for a few years, so, Um, and also, um, Perhaps have um you know, as participants would be our commission, Historical Society, uh the mayor, the community development department, uh the Redevelopment Authority, uh local representatives perhaps could be uh you know there it could be as a uh, Some of it could be kind of like a panel presentation, if you will, uh, along with the, you know, the PowerPoint images, et cetera, various things. Uh, some brief remarks. Uh, community development, it, it could be a, a good form for uh, them addressing um, the planning goals of the city, of, you know, uh, what the visions and the uh, um, the the, uh, the ways that the city is providing incentives and through zoning and through marketing, etc., to uh, enhance Pittsburgh in general in particular, the downtown area, and <laughs> basically where we. We're seeing a lot of things like changing from a commercial center to changing into a a, a multi-use center, including lots of uh, urban living spaces, et cetera, also as a place to use it. Uh, how it changes and how we can use our, our heritage to help. Uh, um, Intensify or you know, make the setting, if you will. Uh, you know, community development could talk about the tax credits for national register and state register buildings, um, and the community development also has a a, a long listing of other incentives. There are uh, state funded programs um, and even perhaps even some federal programs for. Commuter um, cities, uh, gateway cities, and uh, for uh, development, and particularly of walkable downtowns uh, that are available to people that are looking to uh, restore their buildings. And kind of the um, thing I add as a uh, retired architect, that the reuse of existing buildings is the highest form of green building. Will, in a retrofigur- retrofitting an existing building and that's fifty to seventy-five percent less carbon than constructing the same new building or a new building with the same size. Um so it has a type of... Yeah. The fourth word. Yes, I got it. Okay. There they are. Thank you. Um, and we have some press coverage, uh, certainly FAT, we might record it, and it, it would be on their, their channel for replay. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's very important to emphasize that the green is, of, of mm-hmm. is more energy efficient than. Um, Because the default, as we know, is, well, tear down the old building and build a new building. And that's exactly the wrong thinking. And it's just energy wise, you know, there's the energy that's already put into existing buildings, like Mm -hmm. City Hall here. The, you know, to rebuild the other shells and, and the roofs and all of those. Particular things, Uh, you know, involves demolition, those storage and transportation of all the demolition, all the issues with uh, excess, uh, uh, trash, and where where does it go? And then you know, all the remanufacturing of all those materials that are gone to replace it with new materials, their energy footprint, their transportation to the site, the additional labor, cetera, Could be forced certainly an other event. So it, it's something that you know I, the energy aspect of, of buildings is something that we can um also also use as a, as a an information about preservation is um, yeah it's kind of going from that and we also having maybe a piece on our website about uh carbon footprint, mm-hmm. demolition uh, versus every of in the So kind of up for discussion, other things that uh, we might um, want to add here. Uh, when I talked with Alan a few minutes ago, um, she was thinking on that, thinking of a date of maybe um setting the date for this particular May piece is perhaps being oh, a good idea mm-hmm. because I find that unless one sets a date yeah <laughs> <laughs> May maybe and you say wait a minute we are going to do something tonight Yeah. And, and this is something we should help coordinate with other calendars in the city to make sure mm-hmm. we're not a little nothing um, uh, conflict. She was saying something like the next to the last week um, in May, uh, but I would say probably any of the the middle week, weeks in May would be maybe a, a good time to have it. In the last week is getting into Memorial Day, which is on the twenty seventh so this year. Or something. Where were you thinking of holding something like this? Where? Where? Yeah. Um, I think it's easy to walk into the historic society main yeah, for Yeah, the main. And uh, it's something thing. we would certainly have to uh, coordinate with yeah. Susan mm-hmm. and, and the staff there. Um, and we haven't talked with them yet. So, <laughs> so <laughs> this right. is kind of the, the beginning idea. Right. And it's something that it, if uh, and I think we should um, get behind this idea is to start planning right now right. for this and maybe um, get get a planning meeting going in the next, maybe, couple of weeks uh, with the interested parties, and certainly historical society, uh, us, and uh, community development, um, and um, certainly mention it to the mayor's office. And, you know, coordinate with other events that might be planned by the city or the cultural council or the social society, et cetera, so we're not uh, uh, bumping into each other in, in some time. So, um well, they certainly have a good meeting space there, right on the main. Yeah, and, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a great walk-in space. It's a walk-in yeah, space. It's just off the street from here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Is as a kind of a, a mini action plan. Plan went you know maybe having a, uh, a planning meeting. Maybe is the the week of February fourth too soon? That's like two weeks from now. Um, our next historical commission meeting is the ninth, leap day. Yeah. Think it should be you a style meeting one thing we have is gonna all meetings because it's kind of a focus on this.
1: Yeah.
0: It could be here to stay long. You know, maybe we could even be the planning office or one of these rooms. Or if you can do like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon and mm-hmm. uh could even be at the historical society because that's open yeah, it's and, yeah, and okay. that's what susan's there well yeah. uh, maybe if you want to do that that week or the week after the 12 13 14 yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well i could still do it in the afternoon yeah You have any classes again on Tuesdays? Yes. Okay. I do yeah, it might be up for like a Monday or a Wednesday like a one o'clock or a three o'clock kind of range yeah. You know, um, Are there scheduled meetings at the Historical Society and any of those places or four meetings or anything? Like We've just gone through a bunch of meetings, so that's why I'm thinking that we might be pretty good. Okay. All right. Good. Um, yeah. Good. So in general, um, you know, great idea. I think that Ellen yes, has presented yes. and um, with your, your thoughts and backing, uh, I'll try to move ahead with this uh, Start um, inviting people, see if we can put out a, a, a meeting time check. Anybody else that, um, I like the idea of, you know showing some powerpoint images during the presentation and yeah. yeah. you know, so you actually get visuals of what's being you yeah. know worked on and preserved yeah, yeah. um and it might tie in a little bit um farther down on the agenda we're uh, project she was also working on is kind of Looking at and if all of the buildings up and down Main Street, the mm-hmm. existing buildings, mm-hmm. whether they're in districts or, or not, and mm-hmm. uh, creating a uh, a document where there's there's uh, for each each address we have the uh, um, mm-hmm. the building owner's contact information, and whether there is a page good. or a section made mm-hmm. with a photograph of the building. A uh, brief history of the building and any details about the uh, uh, building or, that there is, and just just kind of reminding you know, property owners, particularly on Main Street here, of some of the heritage of their particular the properties, and and that there is a question that that keeps you know walks and dog along Main Street. Wren mentioned it, as we were driving And some of the buildings, historic, at some point, someone decided to put on a facade <laughs> that was just, it's just totally inappropriate. Yeah. What, what would you involved in taking off a facade like that and, and restoring a bit of the original integrity. Of, of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some examples of what I've heard more than mm-hmm. the, the new coffee shops and the things are happening just up the street here. You know, by just like the society. There's a couple of buildings, the one just beyond the theater block here, mm-hmm. and the, uh, uh, the, coffee, the, the mm-hmm. coffee shop up there. Um, yeah, I've done some research and some beginnings of kind of restoration of a similar type of facade and, and remove some of the other pieces. Um and there the city does the community development have some storefront um information and perhaps some funding for for things like that, that. it helps understanding there's a cost cost to those pieces um what is true with um, a lot of the buildings that um, um, particularly commercial buildings and modernization was a a trend or a fad to uh, redo the, the storefronts in a, uh, Now, consider a demeaning matter with it they lost a lot of the area. Right. Examples of that are the old YMCA building, right. uh, even, even uh, Safety Fund Bank, where the new view is, the north and so forth or above, or uh, the wall, bottom and sometimes two floors or up, facade's have been uh, greatly altered in some way or another. Uh, some of the storefronts are still pretty close the buildings that haven't changed that much, or you can still see some of the cast iron columns that were used as, you know, being able to put more glass mm-hmm. in front of your, your building in, in the days. And, and the structural pieces that were quite often very nicely decorated pieces. And, mm-hmm. uh, the Historical Society did a great job yeah. in creating the store back very similar to the original. Um when that insurance company had its offices upstairs and there were commercial commercial um, establishments on the ground floor. And apartments on the fourth and fifth floor or something like that, I think. So it was really a great multi-use type of yes. case, in the 1890s and 1800s. So community development. One word through community development. You know, there might be some finding. Through- yes, if if uh, one community develops a website and do kind of a deep down in it, and uh, I um, I've gone to a few uh, kind of public presentations that they have uh, done in years past, where there's okay. certainly these funds out there um uh, that can help help uh, urban city uh, issue, help with urban city issues such as uh, hoping to get uh yeah school funds restored or even kind of overall funding uh so we have certain goals or that walkability to the train station uh, for uh a smart city type of pieces et cetera Um, There's issues in upgrading buildings, Uh, sometimes it's handicap access or creating uh, uh, proper up-to-date egress and requirements for uh, particularly the upper floors of having two means of egress and in some cases handicap access to those particular, you groups thats which can be, you know, daunting and costly to kind of make the leap into changing over, so the programs are um, are out there, and that's something maybe in our mission meeting uh, we could uh, have uh, a listener group share with us, uh, that we could. And some preservation piece here, or some tools that uh, property owners and prospective property owners be looking at for preservation efforts. Yeah, and, and in particular, this YFC building that brand. it, it just yeah. jumped out at her. Yeah, it's yeah. So that that first floor, the first layer, yes. <laughs> when yes. it when it became a bank <laughs> a building. <laughs> there's also I think about the building across from the library I think it's called the park building now but it's just like a solid plain brick wall mm-hmm. you know there's nothing there right there's no design features on it at all correct right. the former uh, church there and yes uh, hardware store central hardware store. I, it's so no, yeah, that's one of the worst buildings in town for Maybe. nothing on it. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's right in the middle of downtown. <laughs> we have to ask. Or at least I ask myself, what were they thinking? Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: Maybe they were praying.
0: Yeah, that was a great ideas. very yeah. activities for many preservation funds. Yeah, and, and I think this initial moving model was kind of jealous on the directions. so might be important pieces to it. Um, having maybe some representatives and things from state government here also yeah. uh to say yes we have these funds this is you know we can help you try to uh get these or not and and you know, just um yeah. you know maybe the in- in- invitations uh, you yeah know, publicizing that so we can ...discussing how we can make make the community aware of it, Uh, perhaps contacting these all mainstream business owners, if you will, uh, by getting their addresses to the other's office and maybe the public notice could go out to them um, also. Yeah, we plan to come. <laughs> you yeah. know, the the audience that we're kind of seeking. So those are things that to make it a successful and meaningful thing, and are not just preaching to the choir. That uh, that, that outreach is important. It too. seems to me that this is something the mayor's office would be very interested. Yeah, in. anyway, I, I think, yeah, they think yeah, this is you know success of the city and it's, you know, it's an ongoing piece mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and i'm sure they understand the value and what this is about so having a, a celebration and a information session in may preservation month will be a getter built thing the focus on our community and having the brochure hand out at that time yeah. and other pieces right is a kind of a goal yeah. So, um, uh, priority, actually, priority is setting the date before it. And yeah. So, the, you, can, you can announce the date for all this mm-hmm. and the public see. people because they're not busy. Can't well, at, at this point, you know, I it, it appreciate that um, you do, you know, take a you know, strong look at this again. And if you have any other thoughts. In, In the meantime, uh, I'll talk with Ellen and most will try to set up a very big uh, job with interested parties and uh, certainly people here at City Hall and uh, with the Historical Society and see if we can uh, move this. We have a couple months to do it, but uh, making it successful is getting some of those early planning. Great, Um, we'll move on. Um, Let's see, update on Monument Park repairs. Um, This, I've done some correspondence, I don't really have any a uh, good updates. I contacted uh, um, Public Works the Director to see if um, he's had a chance to contact the architects. that's working on some other preservation projects for the city, and they haven't heard back. Um, on the park bench, this is the, the latest version of the park bench. Uh, yeah. Sponsorship Program. Um, and um, just for anyone that's uh, you know, watching this replay in the future, uh, the Parks uh, Commission and the Historical Commission jointly uh, sponsoring a Park Bench Sponsorship Program where Individuals or groups can help purchase new park benches for the park. Uh, a bench is $2,000 and the full bench is $3,500. Um, each uh, sponsorship comes with a, a plaque that's mounted on the back of the, uh, the park bench. Uh, there will be at least a total of eight new benches installed to each of the four corners of the park. And your bronze black can have uh, inscription or dedication to um, uh, your family or business or whatever uh, whatever you would like to have on that inscription. So, for our sponsor- sponsorship, um, I'd ask if um, we could get some more printed up brochures in our know, mailbox. didn't check mailbox yet today um but we could pass it off would you have a and in tax that we can mm-hmm. i could send a digital copy if this is not sure any other um thoughts or info on monument park um, preservation have we been through there lately don allowed. Uh, they still have, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. i, yeah. yeah, I well, right. got uh, <laughs> a socket wrench. i He said Well, it, it's a uh, good move. Uh, all right. Next on the agenda is okay. the history of buildings, demolition, delay. Yeah, I sent Keith a, uh, this is the Springfield, um, Massachusetts, and, uh, much the, way. and then the way they're doing it is it's kind of interesting and, and we may want to consider um, the, well first of all the intent and focus. I really like what they have for the last seconds in that first section whose chapter promotes the public welfare by making the city a more attractive and desirable place in which to live and you work. Know, so if you're opposed to the demolition delay, you're opposed to making Pittsburgh a more attractive and desirable place in which to work. Uh, so we 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 might think about borrowing uh that uh words to, to that effect because uh, I, I think that that captures, you know, the, the spirit of what we have in mind. Um, I, I, you know, they have a bunch of definitions, you know, we've been, we've been, I, probably a good idea to have definitions, uh, just... to be, I think your current, current draft has definitions. It does have definitions, and we, I haven't... haven't compared their definitions with our definitions, but uh, it is, uh, even from a legal, legal aspect, uh, it, it's going to have definitions. And um, what, in, in terms of the, the process, what they do is, you know, we when we talk with Mark, and uh, we say, well, he, he doesn't feel that you can determine whether you're going to historical or not. And what they spruce does in contrast to, apparently to lemon where there seems to be a good relationship between part of a they're on the same age uh, between the building commissioner and the historical mission. And so they, they were, they seem to, as far as I can determine, they, they seem to be working closely together. You know, what Springfield does is they say all buildings, 75 years of old and or the historic districts uh, are, what's the term? Uh, Historically, Yes, yeah. and then, so then oh, yeah, there is. I then. I'm Oh, exemption and the idea is the default is that uh, a building 75 years or older uh, are in our district is considered historically significant okay. automatically mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't have to be any decision, and we can use the macros, macros list for this. Yeah, there's going to be some building and they they talk about, well, oh, what if the, the building commissioner doesn't know whether the building is 75 years, the age of the building, and if it's not an historic district. Um, that gets, uh, in Springfield, that gets, um, uh, we uh, reverted to the historical commission to make that determination. So it's, it's in, um, uh, it's in their, I think it's in their documents, but the, uh, um, the point is that, you know, one of of the objections not from Mark but somebody one of our Online residents, so well, why why does a property owner have to wait six months uh, to demolish a building? And what Springfield does is they have a, a, an exemption law, so a property owner can say, "Okay, this building is 75 years old or older. Is there certain disturbed history." But these are the reasons why I think it should be exempt from the process of the demolition delay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's something that, you know, uh there are legitimate reasons. Mm-hmm. Safety, uh acid for one thing, fire acid for another. Mm-hmm. Um the one may indeed want to. And and if the building itself is 75 years old, but it doesn't really have much historical significance. Um, Like, I don't know, triple deckers. Not that they don't necessarily have historical significance, but there there are plenty of triple deckers. And yeah, yeah, so there's not a historically significant reason to preserve any particular triple tecker, uh even if it's seven years old. So um, these these are things that we so it, it's kind of a, a reverse a reversal of what the default is the, Uh right now I think our wording is that, the building commissioner, or at some point, a decision has to be made whether this uh, a building will go through the process of the, the, the demolition delay ordinance. But Springfield says all buildings, 75 years old are or are in the storage districts you mm-hmm. have to go through that process unless there's an exception um yeah so the, yeah and again it's you know it, it's a little bit just in the wording but it, it, it kind of comes from uh, more understandable um I one thing about' in an historic district might want to if, if we use that wording um you uh, might want to be careful because there are different definitions of historic districts. There's National Register of historic districts, mm-hmm. uh, which would be probably a good thing to include in There's local historic districts, such as our monument park. Some cities have lots of historic, local historic districts mm-hmm. under their domain, and the National Register districts are. Like the more Square National Register Historic District includes probably uh, maybe 50 or sixty buildings uh, in oh, it. For uh, a lot of them are contributing ones. Moore Square, and if they could be some of the buildings might be less than seventy-five years old. So mm-hmm. their, their definition of preferably preserved building is any building within the city of Springfield, which is 75 years old or older, uh, as reported by the assessor or any building which is listed on or is within a history okay. listed on the national register of Historic Places. So we can include we can that to uh, make it more compatible with the could national this. register and local register. And, okay. and and also the macros. So it's reported by the assessor. Well, I guess we do the assessor, I suppose the assessor uses the macros by time. So you know, if you look at the assessor's site, each building has a date to it. Okay, and it was for a time anything before 1900, which is more than 75 years ago. Uh, which is listed as 1900, although some of that has been updated to reflect 1800 dates and so on. The, the assessors, if there is a building that has a built date on it, um, that's been determined by the how the assessors create themselves. So it's, it's quite easy to go to the assessor site, put in an address, and see the whole. History of the building, or at least at least the ability date is on there. So, okay. as far as processing the demolition is concerned, when it comes into, say, the building commissioner's office that handles demolition, that's the uh, commissioner or probably an assignee, a clerk or whatever, would look up the address, note what the date is. And at that point, it, it, uh, they notify the applicant that this will automatically get to a, a uh, in their cases, a nine month demolition delay. Mm-hmm. And if they, they will also notify them that if they want to pay the application for exemption, the uh, demolition delay uh they can fill out this on sending information mm-hmm. um the the clerk should also or in the building commissioner's office being in a court and they get this they would also have to be aware of uh, the historic district boundaries and whether or not that particular address you know, you should, you're going our sure yeah uh would fall in obviously the monument Park district they should have that on their shelf, right away which uh, you, uh, you, the new building commissioners actually request that information I sent and a copy of that. Rules well, and rights have shown that show the boundaries of the final park will the historic district. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the National Register districts didn't include it that way. And I don't know if that's important. But I think all buildings 75 years or older would be, in most cases, would, um, uh, in, you know, they would all be 75 years old also, so it wouldn't be an issue. Maybe in, in the Warren Square National Register District, uh, there's that new building that's the uh, cooking, kitchen, experimental oh, restaurant right. thing that's New or sure. nearby. Um, that building is pretty, No, no. I don't know if any of the existing building is there anymore. It used to be the commercial cycle I mean, uh in something before that. It's a fairly new construction, uh, and that would probably not fall into the 75 year piece, so it would be okay. Maybe just including the local historic district, which might be the, the library. Would be a newer building in that area. 1967. Is 75 years old yet? No, not quite. It was 65 or something like that. Yeah, so like 49 to today 75 years. 67. From um, 2000 is 33 plus 24, 57 years old. Is yeah. So, um, if we're amenable to this, I think I would like to revise our. I think we have 50 years in right now. Yeah. And six months away. I. I don't see any reason to change the six months to the nine months. It's very important. Have we dropped it to six? I think we did. Maybe not. I, mean, I think it was a year. It was no, okay. dropping it to. maybe two. dropping So we still have it at a year. Yeah. All right. I um, think. But um, I don't know. Your thoughts? You know, should, should we uh, look at a new draft of the. Um, yeah. And with maybe your suggestion of changing the, the wording to, to be uh, simpler and understandable. And and the rationale for it, I think. Yeah, I read that and was, you know, uh Springfield is not known particularly for its beauty. Not to put down Springfield, but uh, no, it it, it it's, it's similar to Pittsburgh, it's you know, so similar to Lynchburg. It's a smuggling old downtown. That's right. Mm-hmm. There's other um yeah. There's yeah. other communities in the Pioneer Valley there that are you know Tony and you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The, the, you know, Preservation is kind of on the top of their list, and and right. some of the old mill towns. It's you know we we are we're slowly uh, our populations beginning to understand the importance of preservation and I hope so. um Some that, that's what we're working. Okay, correct. Right. So I I will revise uh, along the demolition delay and send it out. Yeah. Uh, Right. It's, okay. what's our delay length right now do that we have in there, one year or i think it was a year is a year
1: we want us to watch perhaps
0: at change, change. In, so the, six the, months the, or nine months the, the, the it is just a delay and um i think any a, a, a building owner, a property owner with uh any savvy you know, in which most of them have uh, is going to understand there's a demolition delay and plan ahead and make it a permit yeah you know, one year ahead of time but doesn't use it he doesn't use it like that. a small fee to pay for the demolition permit and he can still not do it uh, but just to get the time frame done okay the delay period three months, six months Nine months, one year, mm-hmm. and he, he was gone, and those will are in the building. They have that right, certain sort of initiative. Right? It's their property. And the building commissioner can issue the license to demolish it. Yeah, in which he's obligated to do if he follows the regulations for, yeah, you know, and, and the time periods so of then the servant can do that. Yeah. The, the delay is really for us to do any action. And, and work with the property owner. The onus comes on to us, the commission, that helps create this ordinance to you know, contact the, the property owner to discuss options, to uh to look at different ways of you know uh reasons for um obviously the you know the person has reasons for creating a demolition and uh, ways of seeing to uh, you know mitigate the issue mm-hmm. um and, and there's still going to be a hearing process I think uh or during that delay period or so somehow we need to be in the in the regulation, we need to be aware of the the island coming in. So we have a, a, an opportunity to contact the building owner, right? And then perhaps get in a dialogue with alternatives that um, they might want to consider. Uh, and this is really just a suggestion. Dialogue time, we could do this for six months or nine months or. And uh, then either go forward with an alternative piece or they all still continue on. One, one thing I noticed was that Springfield instituted this in 2013. Yeah, some that date. Which was just about when we were proposing it initially to the city council Yeah. Okay. Um, in a lot of ways from is, is a smart so they asked and we didn't get it passed. yeah so yeah they were successful and we weren't. right uh, um um do you have a delayed doc now and mm-hmm. i know you have like a second one right an mm-hmm. information doc yeah Also. will it I'll, uh, I'll, i think those are something i could give to a business owner in town okay. to look at it or sure yeah well i'll make these changes I'll make I'll changes first okay, okay. I'll so make sure you put draft draft on it the it, draft. draft yeah the <laughs> yeah, yes, okay. yeah the mm-hmm. um, cool yeah it's a good find I, I like a lot of the things they're saying mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, that definition of a preserved building. See, that was even amended in 2022. That's a pretty recent change. Well, I do not see that. So they, you know, they uh, re- re- reworked that particular definition. The one where it says right, 70, this seventy-five years or older. Right, yeah. Okay. Anything else in demo delay? Cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Number seven update on that application preservation historic stone walls and structures. Yeah, I'm still working on the the um, resource book uh, Robert Furson. had a couple articles that I want to include. I think I sent them out or sent links um so you follow him and he's he's very active in being a proponent of preserving these stone walls. He he's talking you know he's focusing quite I think on the the earlier stone walls but in pitchburgh we have Pointed out, Keith. Um we have um uh, granite from a local clique quarter in town, mm-hmm. and that is um uh, an additional historically significant aspect oh, of mm-hmm. stone walls in Detroit. Sure. So um yeah, I think- Person said something uh, about it was if you put all the stone walls moving them together, it would be longer than the Great Wall of China. Yeah, oh. yeah. more mass. More mass than, mass. than the Great Wall of China. Right. So big. Yes. And the length would go around the earth. It's it's at least twenty-four thousand miles of stone walls. <laughs> The New England area, or something, or rather than three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that author's name again? Robert versus The last name. P h o r s e p h. T h o r s e t h. Yeah. Thanks. In that, you had mentioned a book about beavers making dams and. Historically, and I, I just ended up reading that book and read more on it. And the author actually uh, makes comments about uh, stone walls in New England, also, mm-hmm. and uh, some of it being kind of built into some of the current beaver dams and things. that she started talking about it, in, particularly in Connecticut, where she studied beaver dams, particularly in the two she got into pieces of kind of re- referenced uh, that author about the stone walls and also uh, her findings of particularly in that Connecticut area that used to be part of Massachusetts actually in early colonial times and uh Massachusetts uh colonial government at the time would give out grants to certain properties and stuff which included the Woodstock area of Connecticut, et cetera. So they were actually Massachusetts residents that, or colonists, if you will, that moved into that area. Uh, but looking back on records, that they, they certainly cohabitated, just like John Fitch cohabitated with the, the indigenous people of our area at the time. Uh, there was, when John Fitch was here, uh, and he was... Of Decker's family was abducted uh, by the uh, Native Americans. That was a political statement, maybe similar to the Gaza Wars, if you will, of abducting the Israeli people, taking them to another spot. They took hostages to Canada, and it was part of the uh, French. You know, and Indian War, French and Indian, Indian War. It was territorial issues, the French government, the British government, and the indigenous people got kind of involved, um, Reproved recruited in some ways. So these were kind of political statements. I'm be jumping a little far ahead with the cost But it was a similar thing. The family was abducted, uh, was kidnapped, and taken to Canada. And John when said he was named after. Had his outpost garrison, uh, which is now in Ashby, It was part of Lindenburg and part of Pittsburgh, and then came back. Uh, but a lot of these early settlers, particularly what the saw more, where the Beaver person was talking about in her research, uh, a lot of these early uh, commons did have slaves. Uh, A lot of them did have indentured indigenous people that were working for them, that were living with them in indentureship for almost uh, um, uh, almost as long as slavery. And quite often, these people were some of the people that helped build the stone Mm walls. Uh, not all of them, certainly a lot of, uh, you know, the early farmers after they did their first tree-filling and so, so forth, and uh, uh, cleared fields and things and exposed the earth to the, the frost more and, more and more stones came up that they had cleared fields for agriculture, <laughs> which was certainly a different way of um, uh, living on the land the original indigenous people. In so the point is that the stone walls that we see are quite often, you know, maybe evidence of you know indigenous or slave uh labor being involved with some of it anyhow. And not to be something to be ignored, um as maybe as a as a testament or of times gone by. And relationships gone by and they serve a historic reminder to us or purpose to us of many things that could be part of our heritage also. Uh, The US Capitol building was built in the 1840s and 50s by a lot of it, by slave labor. and the weight too. Um, so we have these all around us, and uh, you know, as we become aware of these things, um, it, it's, it is it's just information as a fact, and being able to to see it is and, uh, <laughs> maybe a way of um, reminding ourselves of our heritage. All of it, the good and the bad. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, about here,
1: is, is you, is you, you turn? Yes,
0: a good idea. They've <laughs> done that. Yeah. All right, um, great. Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Coordination signage for the trail rail, rail trail, whatever it is. Um I don't know if you need any updates on that or not. I think i have sent out the, I think we have three signs that we're working on. I think we have time to do these. Um uh, in the last meeting, uh, kind of a zoom meeting we had with the, the, Department transportation people. And, um, I believe some of their part of the engineering group that was designing, uh, the rail trail and the final end of it at the pitch were noted that they'll be going out and bid for the documents or before the construction, probably sometime, uh, by summer um in that the three the three signs will be in it, and kind of an idea of what the graphics are but the graphics doesn't need to be completely finished in the, the documents that we can have some time to do that um, so we have three signs i came up with some judges of the, the terminus maybe a sign over the uh, the river as it goes the ramp incline goes up heading south toward Lannister and another sign at the uh, railroad street uh, in First Street where the ramp and bridge over the tracks comes down and uh, the trail trail continues on through the patch on Fort Lannister. So those are three uh, locations we're thinking of the the one at the terminus. Um, I don't know, got input from others or something, but I, I sent mm-hmm. maybe this one out with just kind of a a welcoming or saying this is Pittsburgh and kind of a connection to the rest of Pittsburgh kind of cultural and stuff. This is this is not a, a graphic and you know, great piece, but it's kind of looking cultural things if you're in it's your you're gone it's too bad it restaurants and things like yes. that <laughs> I think the sign will be there longer than restaurants right? so <laughs> restaurants got yes. names etc. and not trying to favor any particular commercial venture and just kind of keeping institutional things but yeah you know, that's why I thought the kiosk sign yeah yeah mm-hmm. mill street food. So it's, it's something like, welcome to Pittsburgh, reemerging urban center finding business culture and residential a little That was just one thought the second. The, the sign of patch would be the third sign uh, we have two parts, one of them kind of recognizing that you you're entering or just have gone through the patch. And this is a part of a panorama image I found on the Library of Congress website. So I think it's usable wow. by us for open the pretty good pictures. St. Bernard's Church, yeah. in house, and kind of all the buildings there, and the things happening. It's 1890s. a clear drawing of what's there. In the 1890s, it really cool And then reference to it being uh, yeah. Irish immigrants, Italian immigrants, and um, the real mix of cultures, uh, which is kind of evident in a lot of history neighborhoods. the um, I think that could be lightened up a little bit if we want to apply it along with the, you know, and maybe there's a little highlight around it so people can understand that you are here or something like that. It's a little bit similar to the the images in the first uh, street park, a little basketball court and then some sitting areas and stuff uh but it mentions the patch but doesn't really get into the kind of the history of the patch and immigrants and, uh coming to Pittsburgh. i think that would be a nice thing to include it looks like on uh, fifth street there it's got the school that was there it's pretty mm-hmm. neat you don't see many pictures of that yeah that building fifth street school i think it was mm-hmm. Where did you say you get this from? Like Library of Congress? Yeah, I just one on the web. Library of right. Congress, sure. uh, Fitchburg, and there's all kinds of things that are in the library. I, know, Congress I, I was able to download it. Um, it gives you options on how many pixels you want, or, you know, like how much size I want to. This is like a 14. 14- Maybe document or something. Yeah. This is just a piece of it, but it all came on perfectly clear on the yeah. download on it. Um, second part of that is um, at the, number three, along with the pouch the information. The second part of it was to kind of talk about the river because you can kind of see the river at, at the end of the First Street there. You just look off to your left. As you get up on this ramp, going up over, you be able to see the river. And talking about the river being quite important for the colonial uh, settlement and beyond, and how the river played a part in uh, harnessing the water power and creating industry uh, along the river, so I was saying, the river it, it was really part of the history of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and this was a 18 blah, 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 54. So just after the railroad arrived, 1840, mm-hmm. and chose a couple railroad lines: one going to one going to Lancaster and beyond, one going
1: to
0: Austin and beyond. And the games. But it, it, it shows, you know, there's still a lot of mill no power happening at this time that, you know, coal and steam power was not surplacing or, surpl- or substituting for <laughs> water power, <laughs> which was sometimes intermittent, you know, dry spells, you know, the mills didn't run, et cetera. Or, Somebody upstream was damning up all the water and there's no water down here damaging with the front here building. But this this kind of shows a lot of the mill work with the uh it kind of shows the uh the dam, then it shows the mill, then it shows the the exit raceway of the water that goes back and joins the river after it's, uh, it's uh, fallen on the machinery. And the, and so maybe a picture of that also talking about the river and the importance for early early industrialization. And then the one over the, the, the middle one over the river would have... Uh, See called Three Ponds on there, Mill Ponds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the same name Yeah, on that. Yeah. And one of uh, like them right. up by Copperfield and things like that. They mm-hmm. big runs down through there. And the mill in that area back where Safety convert back behind the Congregational Church, mm-hmm. a big space there, that was called the Park Hill Mill. Back Art I think well yeah. and that was that was a big deal at the time I think it was really that's where the kind of the factory square area kind of came to be maybe centered around a lot of that in the future yeah mm. That was my calling job I, uh, I, I couldn't keep within the lines of them. Was, it almost seems those ponds they did away with them. Just let the river come yeah, straight straight through, channel it through. through. It through yeah, yeah. Instead of having ponds. Or... It was interesting reading that paper book I also talked about how the, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, control flooding while the beavers were controlling flooding a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, was sure. that, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. The, uh, was people For a long time, it was thought that, uh, well, uh, remove the dams that humans have put in and allow the rivers to flow freely like they used to back in yeah. before. Yeah, you know, here it is. well, they didn't flow freely. For, for, <laughs> they, yeah. they were there was a lot of uh, wetlands. That, you know, the beavers created beaver built dams, wetlands, wetlands that that, that absorbed um, yeah, water. excess water, excess water, mm-hmm. yes, and provided uh, and, uh, habitat habitat for fish and okay. other uh, animals. So. Our notion that you know the the rivers flowing <laughs> between <laughs> levees, <Yeah. laughs> you know that that that's a total misconception. Yeah. Maybe maybe the Colorado River, the Grand Canyon, did that, but um, as as they can determine, yeah. you know beavers were everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. estimates yeah. run, yeah. tens of millions of beavers. Yeah. Nice. Amazing history of, uh, mainly, you know, colonization and the fur trade, that demise <laughs> they were all gone. <laughs> they had yeah. to be well, rebrought brought so, back in. So, I don't know if you've been watching the Ken uh Buffalo. No, I, I started watching a little bit. I didn't, but that would be very right. similar. It's so hard to watch. Right. I mean, it's, which is an indication of how well it's been. I can only watch this. This is, mm-hmm. this is for the middle, the middle sign, um, which is more 1890s industrialization. After the railroad, when coal became the, the main energy source instead of water, and was able to be a, a steady energy supply to run the mills that are already been established along the river valley uh, the railroad came through uh, following the river so we the proximity of the uh, proximity mills, was able to deliver soon, soon after the railroad came in i'm sure they were able to start delivering coal they came from probably pennsylvania is, to provide the energy source for constant running at the machine year-round uh, and so the railroad was important and in 1890s the the magnitude of the railroad you know right right behind where the well it's where the uh it's where market basket closet is now was all where there all the way up through there <laughs> included roundhouses and uh, you know locomotive cover repair areas um, certainly uh, the passenger terminal is a covered walkway that's like a quarter mile long or something like that but i the curve um, i think i think that shows the uh the old depot building there or the towers. That's a solution and gets there too. But uh, the idea being this middle sign would be looking at kind of the heyday of industry in Pittsburgh. And along with that graphic, it it would be pictures of the various um, mill buildings at the time, including. um, Harddale mill, the apartment mills, uh, the the Pittsburgh Machine Company, which is where Pittsburgh Plumbing is now. Um, and so putting in a kind of like like this has little vignettes of yeah. like buildings along in it along with the text mm-hmm. kind of explaining the 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 uh, railroad. Uh, this is from the Library of Congress. Yeah. Um, yes, I think this is a Sandborn map. Sanborn maps were um, created for just about all communities with industrial sites in them, and they were used for insurance purposes. So each one of these factory buildings, it'll. It'll note the size of it and how many floors it has. And what the, this was a finishing building, and this was uh, uh, LR Goodnow Iron Foundry. And each of the sheds has a little title on it. and there's dimensions on all the buildings. So it's kind of like a fire insurance thing. If my building's burned down, here's, here's the official record. So these, these drafts people, and that come around and and resurvey each city, kind of like accessories, but it was for in Trinity history. And, um, and they would keep updates and they have uh, there's some amazing things that, you know, all over Pittsburgh. This is just one map. This is 18... 18 90s. Yeah, 18, actually 1887. And it has, it, 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 this, this document is just one of 17 documents for Fitchford. Mm-hmm. So it includes all of uh, West Fitchford, all the Crocker Mills. It includes mm-hmm. the McTiger Dam that's up in Rockville, which is kind of, you know, where the British and American club is there in that stream that runs out out there. If you go up the hill, back up into there, it's, it goes up into Westminster Hill Road. And the community is called Rockville. And there's a street there called Sanborn Street, ironically. Um, but it shows all of the new buildings and, and some of the residential buildings and stuff. And it all recorded what the size of the buildings were and what their use was for. And that's incredible that it's only 137 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that entire area was so different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One would have no idea. Yeah. if, of if what you was there. if you if you go up drive up in there, if you go once upon a tile, Road, yeah. If you drive up where, to the right a yeah, you stay to the right if you're approaching it to the right side. Go up the hill there. And I think it's your a little bit of a You're up fairly high, and maybe your first left there's a road going back down, which is Westminster West, West Hill Road. And it continues off to the east, also or northeast, and that goes down very close to where that McTaggart Dam is, and you cross over a little rickety bridge where that that, whatever the stream is that goes through there, and actually has a name. If you turn down in there, there's an old factory building. It's fairly new, and they're almost like 1900s. But along that driveway going down is a, it remains of a wooden water duct. that comes from the dam, the Tiger's Dam, is made from wood, like barrel slats. Mm-hmm. It's got iron bands around it, with, you know, like turnbuckle things you'd find out on a silo or something like it. This is a I don't know, three or four foot diameter wooden duct that runs down through there, and there's remains of it. You can still see some of the boards and stuff mm-hmm. where the water was channeled. And think of the the water pressure you'd have because it really goes down, you know. 80 100 feet, 100 feet or something kind of the head of water, the, the energy behind that water, to be able to run it on a turbine or something down that far down the hill in one of these smaller you know, another one factory to the next, just like these that are all kind of lined up to each other and just, it, It's, It is say, wow. <laughs> yeah, no the of stuff are still there. there. Mm. Wooden would water where you throw there. Hmm. It's still there. It's it's there's remnants of it still there. Water's not running through it, but it's uh, that, that's higher on the reservation list. Yeah. Yes, it, yeah. So if you started at that McTaggart's Pond Dam, and you kind of yeah, it's just headed down downhill down from there, down. <laughs> see some of them. Yeah, it's, it's worth uh, a
1: little cold.
0: And did that come out roughly by the British American Club area, something like that, or is that kind of where that water? Yeah, in? there used to be the steam line that runs oh, over yeah. past there, The mm-hmm. kind of elevated thing goes under the bridge and over the bridge. I don't know if still there. Mm-hmm. but that follows the stream out. I'm sure it was steam for those. And I think Crocker Crocker some of those mills up there for a while. I don't think he started probably bought the uh... We'll interesting that. stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's diverging, but it's interesting now. Yeah. Uh, remnants of our industrial mm-hmm. and the water part mm-hmm. of these. They still use water for processing, even after they had steam. They needed water for it, you know, to be washing away the chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the processing stuff that they used mm-hmm. There's certainly uh, even maybe even more so after the railroad (laughs) cancer. All right. Um Um, History. easy mm-hmm. you So we're working on that, and I will um, kind of continue coming up with some images I share with you how these things might be coming together. And Well will uh, there's others we think we should share them with, uh, get some input. And I think a goal is. Uh, Certainly by the end of spring we might have enough information to pass on to uh, the designers or get a get a consensus from the rest of the administration. Uh, perhaps from the historical society just to verify the pieces yeah. uh, and getting enough uh, documents that are copyright-free, uh, yeah. that we can, can get that they, they were asking for. <laughs> yeah. Um... Update on the Historic District Information Brochure. Uh, I don't think I got a large copy of you and your owners, pushing. This is almost the actual subject. Maybe not. I exactly. don't you know for Ellen, I think we Yes, I got it. Um, this is for kind of a, a this has turned out very dark. I should make jet on paper and just keep bleeding forever. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. getting a little bit dark. Um, it might be something we want to tune it up, but it's kind of a last edit. Uh, before we try to do some printing. Uh, I dropped it off, colleagues to of the mayor's office. She got that the same night, Said so she loved it and came up with this typo the yeah. typo She was sorry, like, I'm typo. That was a good... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm... Um... Just the actual size it will be. This will be the actual size, and then it gets folded. by seventeen. The original format, without the white edge. Okay. Mm. Uh, just with uh, a couple of things with your blessing, you. um On the uh, the middle. Top piece where it uh, says historic areas represent. At the bottom of it, uh, uh, it lists resources, mapers, maps, historical society, visual public library. Any animal uh, thought we should probably put our website on there too. Oh, good idea. Yeah, so I'm thinking of adding that to the bottom. There is a date. So June 23. We'll change that. Up um, to the panel to the, the left that says Fitchburg, Massachusetts and goes on to some history. Uh, my wife read it and she said in the second paragraph or near the end that says over this early period, other mills were established she would like to substitute the word during this early period instead of over is a better descriptive word okay yep. i don't want that she i never doubt my wife <laughs> right. uh, okay. and on the map area uh, there's the roles r mm um I'm thinking of adding uh, just as kind of a a place finder and uh, to put in Pittsburgh State University on here as just a uh, a location and maybe up somewhere near Pearl Street in that little open space where main library and buildings are um and um Pittsburgh you know since the state was helping us do all the graphics things on this too so I thought it might be just to add that in there and I'm also thinking at the bottom of the map area where it has a number of locations number four Swedish Congregational Church 1893 uh, to indent the second line so it's yes. so the numbers stand out better so yes. it's the easy fix just to put all those indents here on the second one hanging um so far i have nothing on the no edits on the other side of the six tables i have um this past Week or seven days, and I've dropped off a copy of this along with a digital copy to Mark Dohan with Newview and asking them to look at the whole piece and particularly the Academy Street district to make sure that they, they're represented properly in here. I saw Mark briefly, and you like the photograph? He said, I'm pretty sure not <laughs> with our project and i dropped off a copy to um, pittsburgh state um, people that are working on the theater complex and uh, they're the ones that are actually working to uh, create the upper common historic district the national register application for that not a historic district it's not a national register district yet um, but I would just like to get their approval of the wording and what we would have for the auditor mm-hmm. and any other comments they have on the whole piece but particularly their their piece of that so with um, those two um, players getting back to us with uh, either endorsement or any changes on their write-over and about the these since they're a little fluid um and these other comments i think we can come up with final drafts and you need to uh, see about getting printing done and i don't know how many of these we should print up Uh, but again maybe trying to focus to have this done by may and have the kind of the, the official Launching of it and handout to people who come to the particular to the gathering the preservation month. And also making them available and uh, handouts in you know, slot stands like City Hall, Historical Society, Chamber, et cetera. And also mention to uh, the people at the university that these might be a nice um, a brochure like this might be a nice thing to have at the admissions office. Sure. So that when uh, students and parents can take a look at the city and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. drive up what's around, they'll see that there's more than just pumping up a- <laughs> the history of the city. Right. Um so it might be and for recruiting staff and faculty or any of the companies like this, students to the people or moving people, but or, or an idea of what uh, at least some of the historical background is. It mm-hmm. Oops, like this. Now this is this is what I sent to the university of and we can maybe put their little logo. And up on North Street. So uh, and yeah. it's about where the <laughs> recreation center is. Mm-hmm. So it makes it look closer, right? Yeah. <laughs> Way out of Pearl Street. You do have room to add another number line, right? Yeah. If you want to put a number on their location. Well, that's not a sure. they they, there, there, yeah. are, there are the university has three great HM Francis buildings that they own. So it. On the campus? That yeah. um, But uh, two on our campus, which is Thompson Hall, Edgerling the Hall, they're both H.M. Francis. Yeah. Although they're not in this, this list yeah. of survey it's still in uh um, It's not quite downtown, too. And they also own the... Uh, and yeah, they have downtown. The old ladies' home up on Cedar Street. Uh, yeah. they your paid on that. And they also own... Uh, Day Street, they own the old Universalist Church building there, the one that the big fancy towers. That was a Francis- That's a That's a big pastor. I mm-hmm. don't um, Let's see. You know about the Ivor Johnson home on I don't know if it's like Highland Ave or something that way um yeah I where it's yeah. now like the University president's house or something but yes you know, yeah was that a Francis too you know it's it's a beautiful building it's there's been a lot of research trying to find out who designed it huh? and we can't find anything that says that he did it mm-hmm. uh there were other architects Working in the area, certain sure. other so, so so grand old homes of got in the area that are on by other people. So it's nice to see that. I know the university wanted one of our talks to say that. Oh, uh, yeah, we could yeah, it's, it's really talk, mm-hmm. but it'd be great to find out. Learn right. Um, Main Street Buildings' history, history, history is historic history, attached is and whether it's thesis, the number 11 on the agenda is kind of ties in a little bit with what we're doing for the main preservation month. So whether we have the, the total, all of the Main Street Buildings that we can have handouts on at that time is, um, be nice to have, and, and I think we need to um, see if if anybody else wants to volunteer to help kind of get that information on all of the buildings. I know Ellen was thinking maybe, uh, um, seeing if we can Charles involved with doing portraits of each of the buildings that could be in front of them, each little riddle, or buildings along Main Street. Um it would be nice to have for downtown for preservation month. Um it would it would uh, I don't know if I have time to kind of work on that and Ellen wants to. Yeah, she's she would uh like some help on that so any volunteers would be great. Number twelve, commission membership vacancies. How about number ten. Did you want to say anything about that? Ten historic partners. Yeah, uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, no updates. You know, the last one was a month or so ago, I think, which was at the head of the town there, the they were mm-hmm. building Prospect. Yeah, I saw the new one on the Drury building downtown. Yes, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he had two on there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I think he applied for it, and he yeah. was taking a while to the and when had somebody else make one up and get it. You know, oh, really? any, yeah, you know, a, anybody could make one, I suppose. used to be in the back of Yankee Magazine or <laughs> <laughs> you know, markers, you know, yeah. you know address markers, I used so, Yeah, two of them, they're both old. Um <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it was nice to see that done yeah, and people, yeah. uh, you know, kind of recognizing for it to the Thank um, Right. 10, 11, Main Street building. Number 12, commission membership. Um, I've uh, contacted a one of the larger real estate companies in the general area here. Um, And asked them if they have any members. I heard back from their owner saying that uh, he might have some suggestions. That was just earlier today that I heard back from him. (laughs) And um, so I will lay out here shortly to see if we have some people interested in that. in contact with a lawyer, mm-hmm. uh, resident of Fishburne, who has said uh, that he would like to come to one of our meetings and talk. Okay. So, coming in. Um, do you want to send him an agenda? for well, the next, next. agenda. Okay. okay, good. Great. Um, any other thoughts from anybody? Yeah greatly appreciating uh, website editions, landscapes, architectural styles, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and National Park Service preservation briefs—that's what NPS stands for, etc. This is a project that I'm slowly working on. It's been on the agenda for several months now, and nothing to show for it. So I hopefully. Uh, um, We'll have some pieces to update our website. I'll show it to the commission before posting. 14, reservations, projects, funds, uh, which is usually a matching grant uh, program. The application deadline is coming up in a month and a half. And the New business. Next new business. Is there something you had discussing on new business? I was just asking you about the library project, but um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure online. there was there was some information on that TV about. Um, some permitting issues with the library wanted the bids were accepted. I see. Um, I haven't heard anything factual beyond that, so um, I think it's I think it's being resolved. So, uh, and I, I reached out to the library. Uh, Facilities Director of the city. That you know, let us know if you're any help. Okay, I think that's it. Five, two, five. um Next meeting is 3 p.m. February 29th. So last Thursday. <laughs> February ever, yeah. At least the whole But <laughs> last Thursday, who knows on soon enough. Yeah. Motion to adjourn. So moved. Okay. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you very much. This
1: mm-hmm. ends the commission's meeting.